challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I want to dive right into a topic that I care very much about, that I enjoy, that I think we ought to celebrate together, but which we have to be careful in how we use, and that is humor. Now, let me just say straight up, nobody enjoys smack talk more than I do. Nobody enjoys the fun that arises amongst men more than I do. I like the way we tease each other. I like the way we snip at each other a little bit. I like the way the pack corrects each other. I like the fun. I like the teasing. I like the rowdiness. I like all of it. I grew up in the military context. I grew up among athletes. I, I like manly men uh, lovingly smacking manly men around. I don't like to hurt anybody. I don't like nasty locker room talk, but I love the way that men both love each other and nurture each other with smack talk and fun, but also teach and train and correct each other with smack talk and fun. But I, I want to tell you that recently I've become aware that, that, that there's, there's a way that men use humor that is destructive. There's a way that men use humor that can wound, that can make them look stupid, that can do damage. And so I want to talk about this for just a few minutes. Again, this is the podcast that coaches men in less than 10 minutes, baby. So I, again, I love the fun and the rowdiness, and I think we all do. I, my friends all talk smack with me, and it's also it's also how they coach me a little bit. I mean, they don't walk up and say, look, may I address the fact that your belt is getting tighter and tighter around your bulging mid midsection? No. They go, dude, uh, are you eating your stress? What's going on with you, man? What, what, what's happening with you? you? You've gained about 30 pounds since yesterday morning. What's going on? This is just how my guys talk to me. And it's not only that way. I mean, they can be tender. They, some guys have taken me aside quietly and said, look, I want to talk to you about something just between you and me. It's been nothing but good for me. But for the most part, men, men kind of, you know, they slam into each other a little bit, coach each other. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Uh, recently, I bought some new glasses uh, that my wife helped me to pick them out. And they're a little bit poindexter looking. They're a little bit bookish. And I went to a gathering, one of my guys, a Stogie Fest, and uh, with one of my, with some of my guys, and uh, and one guy said, Mansfield, what what is going on with those glasses? Now he didn't walk up and say, Man, let me let me ask you about those glasses, or can I address the issue of those glasses? He said, You trying to look smarter than you are? What's going on with you? Well, he, he was having fun. Everybody laughed. Didn't hurt me at all. But it did make me aware that maybe. I've bought some glasses that make me look a little bookish, and maybe I don't want to always want to look bookish. Maybe I don't want to look bookish on the air. Maybe I don't want to look bookish when I'm on a date with Bev. I don't know, but it helped me, and it's how my guys are. They comment on stuff. They comment on things. I like to wear Western boots, for example, but I'm not really a Western guy. I occasionally ride horses, but I don't, I don't do much Western stuff. So my guys have sometimes said, what, are you trying to be a Rexall Ranger? You're trying to be a cowboy? What's going on with you? You know? And they'll just tease and laugh. They don't mean it mean-spiritedly. This is the good kind of teasing. This is the good kind of fun. This is the, this is the kind of thing we do to help each other and nurture each other. But, but I want to notice for you I, want you, to, I want you to notice that there are some ways we can use humor that's inappropriate. When someone is suffering, to joke around, obviously, 
is to not take their suffering seriously. Don't do it. When someone's hurting, don't joke around. When it's a solemn moment, don't joke around. There's another thing I want you to pay attention to. If you are always joking and teasing and laughing, it's just all you do all the time and you do it kind of frantically, you're probably covering for your own nervousness and insecurity. I want you to take a look at that. I don't want you to always be laughing, always be joking, always be uh, goofing around. A man needs to have a number of gears. He needs to have solemn gears, serious gears, and yeah, fun, rowdy gears. We want to have all of it. But the fun, the rowdiness, the teasing, that should be for around the fire with the drink and the stogie. It shouldn't be what we're, the mode we're in all the time. People are going to take us as a lightweight. And I'm aware that men, uh, some men, that's the only gear they have. They learned how to relate to other men in humor and in teasing and in joking. And it's the only gear they have in relating to other men. Well, you'll never go deep. And you won't have the esteem of other men if all you do is joke and play around. It needs to be part of your presentation, part of who you are, uh, part of how you live, but not the whole thing. The best humor for you to ever use is self-deprecating humor. If you're not familiar with that phrase, it means the humor where you're teasing, you're picking on yourself. I often make speeches and I'll make, I'll make jokes about myself, about being a Yankee, about I'm, I'm, I'm fairly large guys. As those of you who have been with me know, I'm about six, four, almost six, five. If I wear boots, I'm six, five, about 270, 280. I'll joke about being too big. I, I often t- joke in a speech about talking too fast, being like a Yankee on drugs. You see what I'm doing? I'm picking on myself. I'm laughing at myself. I'll talk about being low IQ. I'll talk about being a Yankee and talking too fast. I'll talk about, you know, whatever. I'll make jokes about food. Um, I'll talk about my addiction to Oreos. You know, whatever. Just have fun. Just warm people up. Just get them to relate to you. Just get them to realize that, that you're not taking yourselves too seriously. Especially if you're in a situation where people are introducing you and people tend to inflate in introductions all the time, try to make you sound like Jesus. You, you got you to counter that. You got to get people to come down a notch or two from where they've been, from the expectations that have been set about you. So self-deprecating humor, humor about yourself, humor about your own way of doing things, uh, humor that lovingly, gently, hum- humbly puts you down a little bit. That's your safest humor. Don't ever, by the way, let me just give you some absolute don'ts. Don't do sexual humor in public in our generation. Uh, I've literally uh, watched an executive friend of mine go to court over something that he just said. He thought it was in humor, but it was sexual. It was in mixed company. And now he's in an open court. We're all watching the debacle of Governor Cuomo in New York, who may very well be arrested in the next few weeks. Um, Now, he actually touched a, a woman inappropriately, but part of what he's being accused of is inappropriate statements. So actual words can be acted upon. And by the way, I'm in favor of that. I think there are are things you can say that ought to be crimes. And of course, he actually, you know, molested women if the allegations are true. Stay away from all of it. Stay away from all of it. You know, sexual humor is low hanging fruit. Sexual humor um, is 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 not appropriate. Don't 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 do it. Don't you don't need to go there. And by the way, for those of you who may not be that good at humor or those who want to change the trajectory of your humor, uh, read joke books, go online, look at websites, uh, humorous story uh, websites and books, humorous uh, jokes, uh, joking, uh, joke uh, websites about jokes and books about jokes. It's okay to to store up some ammo in, in that regard. 
when you're talking to people and when you want to entertain and so on. In fact, you know, I know some men who every day have got the joke of the day with their kids. And as soon as they announce, as soon as these guys announce it, their kids roll their eyes and, oh, dad, no, not another terrible joke. You know, it's why we call them dad jokes. But I'll tell you what, one of his kids went off to college and I saw that kid on a campus where I was speaking and the kids said, you know, what I almost miss the most other than the hugs and just the love are those stupid jokes every day because nobody laughed harder than dad and I loved hearing him laugh. So humor is a powerful tool in the hands of a man and it's a powerful tool in how we relate to each other. We tease each other, we rib each other, we coach each other. But don't wound, don't get yourself in trouble. And use self-deprecating humor. In fact, I believe that one of the arts of being a man is good, pure, ennobling humor and storytelling. I think you ought to specialize in it. I think you ought to work at it. I think you ought to strive for it. But don't do the cheap humor. Don't do the cheap laugh. You know, people, uh, you can watch comedians on television. You can tell that some people are just laughing just because the comedian was crude. They weren't even funny. They were just crass. They just strung a lot of cuss words together. People will laugh and you'll think you're funny. But what's really going on is that you bludgeoned them into some kind of response and they're not going to think more of you afterwards. And what I do in leadership coaching, I've often gone to meet with people after a leader has spoken or been with them. And I'll say, what do you like? What don't you like? What works? What doesn't work? And many times their off humor, their mis- misapplication of humor was one of the things that didn't work. But a good, noble and uh, powerful, funny, even inspiring sense of humor won the day and made people want to follow that person again. So enjoy smack talk, enjoy fun, enjoy non-nasty locker room talk. I'm with it all. It's fine. It's good. It's moral. It's part of who we are, but get good at the righteous stuff. Get good at the ennobling stuff and stay away from the nasties and the wounding and the constant joking and, 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 and playing around that just, it's just covering your own nervousness. And if you're nervous and you're using humor to cover it, if you're insecure and you're using humor to cover it, get some help. Because guys, this is one of the arts of noble manhood. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men. Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.